Tech. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. I am Charlie James and here's your latest news for Pembrokeshire. 118 new cases of coronavirus have been confirmed in the Hewell Dar area according to the figures released yesterday. 81 of those confirmed in Carmarthenshire, 11 in Ceredigion and 26 in Pembrokeshire. Pembrokeshire has now seen over 2,500 cases since the pandemic began whilst 8,529 cases have been confirmed in total in Carmarthenshire. Ceredigion's total now stands stands at 1,396. Dr Robin Howe, Incident Director for the COVID-19 outbreak response at Public Health Wales, said that the number of positive coronavirus cases remains extremely high in Wales and is a cause for serious concern. In light of this, on Friday, the First Minister confirmed that Wales will continue in its lockdown until January 29th. The Education Minister has announced that all schools and colleges will continue with online learning until at least the 29th of January. January and will remain that way until the February half term unless there is a significant reduction in transmission. The Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation that's the JCVI has issued a short statement outlining the case for optimising the existing vaccine programme within the UK to achieve maximum short term impact. The JCVI advises initially prioritising delivery of the first vaccine dose as this is highly likely to have a greater public health impact in the short term and reduce the number of preventable deaths from COVID-19. Members of the public are being reminded not to phone their GPs, pharmacy or hospital asking when they will get a vaccine. When someone is in one of the groups eligible for the vaccine, they will be invited to attend a dedicated clinic which will have been set up to ensure patient safety and that of the healthcare professionals. NatWest have issued an urgent scam warning to customers after fraudsters have attempted to steal personal and financial information from customers. The bank has said that criminal fraudsters have been using the latest lockdown restrictions and vaccine rollout to exploit people for personal gain. Criminals have been making scam phone calls to customers as well as sending fake emails and text messages pretending to be from official sources including the NHS in an attempt to steal information. Messages have been reported to contain links for fake NHS websites with an application form to register for the COVID-19 vaccine with customers asked to provide their personal personal information and bank details. NatWest customers have also reported fraudulent adverts on reputable websites including Google, Facebook, eBay and Instagram. Similar messages were reported during the first lockdown back in March which saw scams increase by 400% according to Action Fraud. Vaccination scams are now emerging as one of the most common scams circulating at the moment. There has also been an increase in criminals trying to lure people into becoming money mules through get-rich-quick job offers. If someone offers you money to use your bank account, you should ignore it and alert the police. The personal consequences of allowing criminals to pay money through your account can be life-changing and you may not be able to open a bank account again. If you receive a call or message you believe to be fraudulent, you can report it by emailing report at phishing.gov.uk. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West. Happy New Year!
Monday evening and a very good evening to you. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. In the first hour of tonight's show, we're going to be hearing from the winner of the Unsung Hero Award at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards. We're also meeting one of the owners of Pembrokeshire Horse, to be fair, and we're hearing from a British and Irish lion, all before eight and all here on Pure West Radio.
Well, a very good evening and welcome to Pure West Sports for a Monday evening. Plenty coming up between now and nine o'clock. Live on the Facebook page, of course, from eight, but plenty to do in the first hour of the show as well with G&G Builders. Let's say good evening to uh, one of our top team. Bill Kahn is here with me. Evening, Bill. How are you? Hi, Ben. Fine. All the better for speaking to you, young fella. Same as every week. I look forward to a Monday evening. It's... Uh, it's a nice break in the pattern, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. And at the moment, we'll try and provide a bit of light relief for everyone because we are going through tricky times right across the UK. There's mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. no doubt about that. I thought heartwarming, actually, on, on Friday evening is uh, the, the debate continues about whether elite sports should be allowed to continue. And that will continue, I think, for, for the time being. But Mark Delaney taking charge of that young Aston Villa side on Friday evening was a heartwarming moment, I think, and, and a proud moment for, for Pembrokeshire as well to see Mark involved, Bill. Yeah, proud for his uh, mum and dad, Mike and Angelina, his brother, Nigel. They're all totally immersed in football up in Goodick. And, it, you know, Nigel, I think, had posted a, a, a video of him scoring a goal for Aston Villa, you know. And his story was a remarkable one, a, re- re- a sort of a, a rise from several upsets and, and disappointments, setbacks, mm-hmm. to become a star that he is. And he is mm-hmm. a very, very nice fella. And I read somewhere this week, Ben, how highly he's regarded by not only first team and staff in, in Aston Villa, but those youngsters think the world of him, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, he, he's clearly a very, very good coach. And you're right, the, the footage of the goal, I think it was for Cardiff, actually, uh, the, the goal that got posted on Twitter. It was an oh, was incredible it? Okay. goal. Yeah, yeah right That's from his right. own half. And, yeah, he was, and, and he went right through and scored. He was a good player, Mark Delaney. There's no doubt about that. So, so well done to him and, the, and those Villa uh, youngsters. And you're right as well, Bill, to say that the, the rise he had from playing for Carmarthen Town to then Cardiff and then to becoming a real star at Aston Villa was quite something and, and tribute to the hard work he put in. Yeah, it was more than that, Ben. I mean, I know the family won't mind me saying, you know, he trained with Manchester United for years as a youngster, back and forth, huge commitment by the family, and then was told he was surplus requirements, I think because he was too small. And the family, Mike, had the heartrending job of telling him he wasn't going to be there. He went back, he was playing for Fishguard uh, Goodick for a while, then he played for Carmarthen Town and he suffered a very serious injury. Mm. He he tackled, he was tackled, fell over the, the barrier on the side of the ground and damaged his spleen. And he was out, you know, for a while. But he fought back and then he was spotted by Cardiff and, and went there. They thought the world of him and then they sold him to Villa. And the rest is history, you know. A, a FA Cup final appearance. A, a lovely fella. I, tell, I, I hope you've got time. I'll tell you. One year, he was invited down to uh, speak at the uh, Harvard West County dinner with Dion Dublin, who I've watched on mm. television this weekend. And uh, they were lovely. And Mark was so lovely to people there. Time for everyone. There's no edge to him and Dion Dublin. They were both lovely. And when he won uh, the Outstanding you know, the Lifetime Achievement Award with the Sport Awards, the Sport Premiership Awards, uh, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have, he was so modest, so he's a lovely man. He is a top guy, I tell you. I got I got immense respect for him. Yeah, it's a great story that and, and congratulations again to Mark. Plenty coming up, as yeah. I said, Bill, on the show uh, this evening. We're going to hear from a, a British and Irish lion before eight o'clock. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, that's Rob that- Jones. Yes, Gordon Thomas and I interviewed him. This is part of our looking back series where, you know, Gordon, myself and you. I've interviewed people uh, in the county, 
very often at the Victoria Bookshop with Marley Davis, not always. But um, Rob came down because he's an employee of Thomas Carroll Insurance Company. And uh, we were invited to a day out with them. And very nice it was too. And uh, Gordon had played against him, I think against his brother. And we talked about the time when he stepped on the foot of Nick Farr Jones, the Australian uh, scrum half in a Lions match to uh, set the sort of rumbling rumbles go in the handbags in one handbags in 99 core and he's a lovely guy so we've got him he's really nice yeah yeah looking forward to that we're finding out about the success story that is the Pembrokeshire horse to be fair uh Tim Parry talking to Fraser Watson and Bill you're going to be uh, speaking with the winner of the unsung hero awards at the sport Pembrokeshire yep. awards for 2020 that's Nick Daly Yes, there's a set of characters uh, in the to be, to be Fair syndicate. Tim is one of them. And it's nice. It's a bit like when David Hughes had Hold'em and uh, Hills of Aaron. Mm-hmm. This horse, you know, has really done well and won some big races. And Nick Daly has played cricket for many years in Pembroke Dock. I still tease him a bit that he left for Pembroke once because he thought the grass was greener, a bit like I did. <laughs> and uh, he went back there. I stayed. But... Um, He's raised, helped raise a lot of money this year with uh, a game with um, Pemp Dock against uh, Stackpool, my old club, Huntledon, um, and Alamfi and Pembroke. And that was a great day out, and they raised an immense sum of money for their national health, and they're going to do it next year. So Nick was a deserved winner of that award because he does a lot with coaching of juniors as well. Excellent. We will look forward to that. That's all in the first hour. We're live on Facebook between eight and nine as well. And in a few moments, we've got Fraser with us to look back on some of the FA Cup football from the weekend. Bill, thank you very much for now. Great to have you with us once again. This is Pure West Sport. Welcome to the VC Gallery Bridge Street Haverford West, a gallery that belongs to the community. You may have seen us on Bridge Street while out and about in town. On your first visit to the gallery, you'll find that instead of being devoted to the metropolitan art scene, we're devoted to you and your community. Sure, you can find professional works from talented local artists, but what we're most proud of is the art on display from our own veterans and members. When you arrive, be sure to step upstairs and experience our year-long Art of Remembrance exhibition. Find us at 26 Bridge Street, give us a ring on 01437 765 873 or find us on Facebook. The VC Gallery Bridge Street, the gallery that belongs to you. Over 5 million homes are at risk of flooding, yet many people don't realise they're in danger. Even if you've never been flooded before, it can happen to you. Protect your family and home. Prepare, act, survive. Prepare a bag including medicines and insurance documents. Act by moving important items upstairs or as high as possible. Survive by listening to emergency services. Search what to do in a flood and sign up to flood warnings on gov.uk. Patch is the Pure West Radio chosen charity of the year. Pembrokeshire Action to Combat Hardship, founded in June 2008. They cover the whole of Pembrokeshire and have two basic banks that give food, clothing, small household items, toiletries, cleaning products and a baby bank that's in Milford Haven and Pembroke Dock. And three food banks, Haverford West, Begelly and Tenby. They also help the lives of families in the festive season with their Christmas toy appeal. Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5.40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio. 
At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognized as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end -end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. Pure West Radio.
Cindy Lauper and Time After Time on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Monday evening and this is Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. And we've got Fraser Watson with us right now to look back on a busy weekend for the Welsh sides in the FA Cup. Newport, Cardiff and Swansea all in action. Evening, Fraser. How are you? Very good, Ben. And the, the draw is actually going on imminently as we speak, isn't it? So we'll, we'll touch on that later. But yeah, a weekend of fluctuating fortunes for the Welsh sides, wasn't it? It was indeed. Let's start, shall we, by having a look at uh, how, how Swansea did, because that's the, the real good news story from the weekend. And they went to what was a, a potentially a tricky game away to Stevenage, uh, but came away with a 2-0 win, which I think Steve Cooper will be pleased with. I think it was a satisfactory afternoon, Ben. Um, nothing more. Stevenage would, didn't put up a great deal of resistance. Swansea made seven changes from the team that beat Watford. You expected that. Freddie Woodman, Woodman actually kept his place in goal through misfortune to uh, Stephen Bender, the sub-keeper, who, who got injured prior to the game and is now out for considerable time. But um, it was a professional display. They got the early goal through Wayne Routledge. There were pleasing aspects. It was another clean sheet. There were debutants as well. Young Cameron Evans there. And... Um, and Victor Gaikoras, who, who's been much maligned since his loan move from Brighton, big things were expected yet to score since he arrived in late September. He got his first goal as well, so I hope that'll be a catalyst for him pushing on as well. All in all, I think he'll be satisfied. I said to you before the weekend, I don't think it's a competition Swansea City really need, but it keeps a bit of momentum going. It takes it to five games unbeaten and, and going into an important championship period again. It's the feel-good factor continues. Mm. We'll have details on who Swansea play. We'll, we'll cover that after eight o'clock on the show uh, this evening. So that was good news for Swansea. Liam Cullen as well. Uh, Fraser had a 25-minute run out in the second half, didn't he? Yes, he, he may be, feel a little bit disappointed, if I'm honest, Ben. It was one I thought he may start in. He's only had three starts this season. Um, I can understand the reasoning why he wanted to go He wanted to go with Guy Corres because he hasn't had that goal. But um, Liam came on the last 25-26. When actually Stevenage began to rally a bit and Swansea were more on the back foot, they actually had that, that late penalty save, which wouldn't have, which would have set up a, a bit of a grandstand finish with eight or nine minutes to go. But it's more game time for him. He's going to have to stay patient, I think, Ben, if, if I'm truly honest. I think a regular run starting remains some way away. Um, but all he can do is try and take his chances when he does get game time. And it was it was unfortunate that he probably came on the wrong time in terms of Swansea being attacking force on Saturday. Elsewhere, there was a defeat for Cardiff City away to Nottingham Forest. They went down to a goal, scored after just three minutes and lost 1-0. Yeah, and I, and I said before the weekend that it's a game Swansea could perhaps mm. do with that. It was perhaps a game Cardiff needed in some respects and that they needed a win. Neil Harris under great pressure now and to, to concede after three minutes that Lyle Taylor volleying home, it, it just heaped more questions on him and, and he cut a very frustrated figure afterwards in the, in the press conference. He said he was fed up with questions about his future, but they have to respond now. I, I would go as far to say time is running out for him and, and he picked a, a strong enough side. Glatzel started, Harry Wilson finished, Joe Rawls, you know, so he obviously went out to win that game and maybe get back some of the momentum we, we talked about Swansea maintaining but no it's um it was you know in the grand scheme of things it perhaps was a meaningless defeat in some respects for Cardiff but he could do with the result and they've got a huge game at home to Norwich on on Saturday now and actually the, the other one that we need to mention was was last night and it was a late finish for for Newport County against Brighton it was the game we did have a sneaky suspicion there might be an upset and I thought Newport gave a brilliant account of themselves before losing on penalties how how unlucky was that oh absolutely and, and they'll go away disappointed then <laughs> make, make no bones about it you know Mike Flynn is taking these cup competitions seriously they, they took Spurs to a replay forgive me if I'm wrong and not so long ago they, they've beaten Leicester in the FA Cup in recent times and they went all out last night and, and full credit to the tremendous character I mean 
you know, they, they did play a, a second string keeper in, in Tom King, but he came up trumps and they went one nil down in the dying seconds, didn't they? And then to come back from that and respond. And again, it's one of those situations. We keep talking about it, Ben, with a full house there at Rodney Parade. It would have been rocking last night, but mm. but even in penalties, they went two nil down, didn't they? After yeah. two penalties each and they rallied again and it went to the, I think the seventh penalty in the end before they lost it. But, you know, we like to see ties like that, don't we? Because there's so much talk about the FA Cup dying and, and with loss of prestige in recent times, if you like. And then that was a good old-fashioned cup tie. The underdog's giving everything. You know, Graham Potter, you saw him on the sideline. He wasn't taking it half-hearted either. He was mightily relieved to get through. So that was actually a cracking finish to the weekend's cup football, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a good manager, Michael Flynn, isn't he? He is, he is. I, you know, he's very highly rated. He's done an excellent job there. You know, he's, he, and I fully expect them to be promoted this season as well, if, if I'm honest. They're, they're second place now. They were, went unbeaten for a long thing at the start of the season, but he's really harboured a good group and a good spirit there. And Swansea know that themselves. They went there in, in what was pre-season, a League Cup tie and lost. You know, so they're a handful Newport and they deserve to go up and be good for Welsh football if they do. And I think they'll be really disappointed if they don't finish in that top three place this season. But Michael Flynn is an excellent prospect and I fully expect to go on to better things. Agreed. All right, Fraser. Fans don't want to hear. <laughs> no, no, I, I could see him doing a, a good job elsewhere, actually. Re- really looked a decent side Newport last night. I thought Tom King was excellent as well. And he had a he had a Wales call up, didn't he, back in the autumn, uh, the, the, the Wales games in November. And you could kind of see why he looked a, a good shot stopper last night, I thought. His, his chances, no harm, didn't he? Mm. I expect to be back in the frame now. And it's, it's remarkable to think he's only the number two at Newport. But no, both in that penalty shootout and during the 90 minutes, you know, he really showcased himself again. And uh, and Robbie Page or Ryan Giggs or what have you would have, would have taken note of that, surely. Mm. Indeed. Well, listen, Fraser, thank you very much for now. Fraser is back with us after eight o'clock. We are live on the Facebook page between eight and nine on Pure West Sport. Next, Bill Kahn is speaking to the winner of the Unsung Hero Award at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards. Fraser is also out and about for us uh, today talking to the people behind a really successful horse racing syndicate in the county. And we're hearing an archive interview with a British and Irish Lions legend before eight o'clock. That's all to come right here on Pure West Sport. Still feel the way you want me when you hold me. I can still hear the words you whispered when you told me. I can stay right here forever in your arms. And there ain't no Kiss me And when we're apart I know how much you miss 
Shania Twain and Forever and For Always. I'm Ben Stone. After eight, we will be live on the Facebook page. Our special guest joining Fraser Watson, Bill Kahn and myself will be Pure West Radio's very own Kim Thomas, golf professional. He'll have more golfing tips and stories about playing golf with some open champions. He'll be with us live after eight o'clock. But let's hear right now from Bill Kahn. He's been talking to one of the winners of a great award at the Pembrokeshire Sports Awards for 2020. One of the award winners in the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards this year was Nick Daly from Pembroke Dock Cricket Club, who I've known for a long time and we're good pals. Nick, congratulations on winning. Tell our listeners what it is you won back. Your trophy looks lovely there. Uh, thank you, Bill. I won the Unsung Hero Award for 2020. It was a bit of a shock, but. Uh, was it? I wondered if it would uh, be a bit of a shock. shock yeah. But uh, so chuffed, to be honest. But it's really nice shocked. to know that people in your club recognise what you did and sent in a lovely nomination for you. Yeah, I um I know the two cold press now who, who sent them in, <laughs> but um yeah you'll really, be buying them drinks for years. Yeah. We got really good club, really good buzz about it at the minute. Yeah, and it's their help as well. That, uh, Tell me, I mean, you you've won that unsung hero. You played cricket for longer than you can remember, and me perhaps now you've been around a long time. We talk about that after, but what was it that? sort of made them want to contact us for this year because you've done something very special this year I know you'd say it's not only you but tell us a bit about that it's just the um, 
we organised a NHS game for um, for charity. Huge success. All the um, thanks to all the sponsors and the people who donated prizes and. We raised two thousand five hundred forty-five quid. So brilliant. I mean that's fantastic. Two and a half thousand pounds is great. Anyone's money that goes to the NHS. But you had a special game because you played as a team, Pembroke Dock. Tell us who you played against. It was a Pembroke Dock Slack Eleven. So we had a couple of boys in from yes, Ryan yeah. Lewis, Matthew Lewis, yeah. Dave Dunphy come in. Yeah. And then we played a team against a team combined of Pembroke, Lamphy, Stackpole. I said, and and um, we played them as a. That's a good buying team. Yeah. And it was a really, really good day. 220 overs. 220 over, uh, over games. They beat us in the first game, we smashed them in the second game. So it was a good day out? Yeah, really good day out. I've got to really ask good. you, any tears there? We had no, no tears. No tears, oh dear. All that coronavirus, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So we couldn't, uh, we couldn't do that, but we had a couple of beers after. You must have been thrilled to be able to give that cheque over to who received that. Um, the Hewell um, Charity. Charity. Yes, yeah, we sent it over and um, we had a nice right up there and their charity page mm. on Facebook I mean I did hear someone saying that they'd enjoyed you so much the boys from Stackpool I know and I am a bit offended I won't ask as a Stackpool player and a blinking ex-Pembroke top player but I'm too old perhaps I understand <laughs> but tell me now I, they say to me you were so successful you're thinking of doing it next year as well yeah as a, as a club we're going to look at what charities are needed for the next year and we'll do something again for um, raising money for the charity so Amazing. another game or we'll see what what uh, what we can do ah, well congratulations Nick I think it's a wonderful job and congratulations on this tell us a bit about your cricket I mean you were a Pembroke Dock boy in the main uh, I think you did one jaunt further away when you saw yeah the grass one greener but let's not go into that let's say about the dock I mean how long have you been involved there oh, 25 years now since I was 14 yeah uh, we up, up to the second where we were really struggling and then into the first team captain I think 10 11 years Yes, eleven. Eleven years, <laughs> and uh, but uh, again now now we've got a good little captain now, Scott Griffiths, and we're a good good team, mm. good young team, a couple of older boys, myself, Peter Kingdom, mm. and uh, I think we've got a good uh, good future here. Yeah. I think what what shows the buzz that say uh, you you've entered the Pembroke the Pembroke Dock in the Indo League this year, and it's been stopped for now, but up to the point of this, you're hundred percent start. You must be pleased with that. Oh, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I said to um, Martin Jones, we book loads. Because <laughs> uh, we're top of the league, but uh, I think Nayland has something to do with that. <laughs> I, I like, I, I'll take your money if you want to have a bet. But what's important is you're playing as a club, you've got plenty of people who want to play, and there's a great spirit there. Oh, brilliant spirit. We've got a brilliant bunch of lads. The, um, you know, the ground staff, Morris, John Davis. Yeah. I mean, they're brilliant. I'm so old. They were youngsters when I was playing there, yeah. <laughs> but we got a brilliant buzz at, at, at the mm. club, and we're, we're going to go on for success yeah good and I know you've done well you know you've had your ups and downs you've gone down as low as the fourth or fifth yeah. and you're back into the second and that's nice what's great as well the county now want to play a lot of games they play representative games there and a lot of the cup semi-finals you must be chuffed with that oh brilliant and we say we play our county games well the regional last year but it's sort of changed now with the cricket Wales but it, we the ground used to have a lot I've seen your job as a coach as well. Yeah, which which uh, hopefully we'll play some home games at the Paramount Dock this mm-hmm. year as well. Good. Listen, I could talk to you all night, Nick, but you know, time is running out for us. I'll say again, congratulations. I know you'd say it's for Pembroke Dock Curriculum, but it's for you. Well done. Thank you very much.
Pure West Sports, Bill Kahn talking to Nick Daly, winner of the Unsung Hero Award at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards for 2020. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports, live on the Facebook page, as always, between 8 and 9. And if you go on to the Pure West Radio Facebook page, you'll be able to see the videos from all the interviews we've done over the last few weeks, including last week when we spoke to Jordan Hart from Pembroke Dock. She is looking to represent Wales in the Commonwealth Games. She joined us live from Poland, where she's based, and gave us a brilliant interview about the dedication required to play sport at an elite level. You can watch that interview and loads more right now on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. Still to come before eight, we are talking horse racing with the owner, or part owner at least, of a Pembrokeshire horse that's doing rather well. And we hear from a former British and Irish lion before eight on Pure West Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com Oh, hi, Bob. Have you heard the news? Good, thanks, Chris. What's that? We're one of the finalists for Butcher's Shop of the Year. Oh, congratulations to you and the team, Chris. Wow, what's that smell? That's our homemade freshly cooked pies and pasties that we now serve daily in the shop. Looks and smells great. I'll have a steak and Guinness pie and the usual, please. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Master Butchers, providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for 70 years. We're open for orders, either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763 387. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Oh, <laughs> Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. This is Pure West Radio.
Pure West Radio for Monday evening. That's the Cardigans and Love Fool. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. Still to come before eight. Former British and Irish Lion Rob Jones talks to Bill Kahn and Gordon Thomas. But right now on Pure West Sports, Fraser Watson has been finding out more about a, a feel-good Pembrokeshire story relating to the horse to be fair. Well, the story of the horse, to be fair, and the Down the Key Club syndicate, which own it, is one which has been famous in Pembrokeshire in the last few years and it has captivated everyone. And I'm joined now by one of the part owners in that syndicate, and that's Tim Parry. Tim, Happy New Year to you. A strange one for all of us. But firstly, tell us about To Be Fair. We know he's back competing. What shape's he in at the moment and what's he got coming up? Yeah, he's in great form. He was due, there's a bit of a funny story, he was due to run at Ascot in the middle of December in a Grade 1 uh, hurdle race. Uh, but <laughs> a little bit of a mistake by uh, the, the trainer. We missed the entry for that, and uh, so we had to run him in a, uh, a chase race a few weeks back then uh, just to keep his fitness up, really, uh, in preparation for what's to hopefully come for the rest of the season. So, yeah, he's fitting well. It's good to hear that, and, of course, horse racing is back going ahead and that he's back competing, but obviously everything was paused for all of us in all sport at one. But tell us, from an owner's and, of course, from the trainer's point of view, how that affected you guys, because obviously... You have to be fair, you have the horse, the show must go on in some respects, still got to be fed, still got to be trained, still got to be kept fit. Yeah, of course, the costs, costs role is there ongoing and the work that goes on behind the scenes uh, with the stable staff and, and the trainers, Debbie and Paul, and, and likewise all round horse racing, the, the horses have got to be fed, kept fit, they can't just be left alone, but I guess in a way, you know, very frustrating and, and, and worrying as to what was going to come, especially in that first lockdown, but racing has you know has really bounced back and yeah we'll see what's around the corner i mean the thing is tim obviously racing is one of maybe the sports that can be operate at social distancing and within guidelines at the moment but of course it's without fans and certainly there england have let some in but we're facing a cheltenham festival perhaps in a month or two's time where there won't be crowds in now you obviously the famous story of it to be fair that, that sprang to life in, in 2017 it captivated everyone even those of at home watching at television you know that special day the huge crowds you compare that to what's coming this year can, can you really imagine a Cheltenham festival without its soul so to speak exactly yeah I mean it's strange really if we go back to March as everyone was aware and uh, uh, a lot of nasty comments really about the festival going ahead in March I think in hindsight we didn't see what was coming did we no no I I was in attendance that day wonderful occasion felt safe moving forward this year it it, no it certainly wouldn't be the same without without the crowd and everything yeah the TV coverage is wonderful but it just wouldn't be the same Uh, and only this week was an article in a paper the estimate that uh, £60 million would be lost in and around Cheltenham without the crowds at the festival. So that alone is uh, is a bit scary on top of what's going on. I don't know really where we'll stand. And of course, the Irish horses, it's normally a, a Britain v Ireland big yeah. contest. They're uh, on a travel ban and so on, and their top trainers are you know hopeful to get over. But again, who knows? And certainly now moving forward, we hope to get crowds back in. We're all... Bit of trepidation about about the current situation, of course, but I know for you guys, your, your important meetings take place in the Cresswell Quay as well, so you need that open more than anything, don't you? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're missing that. Yeah, big time, everyone. You know, just the, the get together, really, the, the small little socials. Yeah, it's we've got a bit of a WhatsApp group and emails, but it's just not the same. And those days out that we've missed this year alone on the race course have been a shame. But there's 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 bigger things to worry about. 
Sure. And regardless of what's happening now, do you look back on, on this tale and how you all got together and, and decided to buy into this race course over a few pints? And can you really believe it and take it in just, just how far it's gone, how much it escalated? It became a national story, didn't it? Yeah, indeed. I still, when I've been stood there at a, at a festival with a horse running in a, in a grade one last time, it's just got better and better. But it still doesn't feel real, to be honest. It's a bit of a fantasy, but I'm so pleased for all involved and uh, it's been a wonderful story. And as for yourself, Tim, I know you very well. I know you like your own training, whether it be in gym or up in, in S7, I believe it is now. How are you coping? Because obviously all our facilities are being taken away from us at the moment. We're standing here at social distance on pretty icy track, which isn't ideal for running on. Are you keeping fit yourself? Yeah, I've been taking over with a few runs and been very blessed with the facility up in S7. They've, they've lent a bit of kit out to members if they've needed it, which Chris and the staff up there, they've been fantastic with online help as well. Just, yeah, trying to get on with it get a bit of fresh air and keep on going excellent well thank you very much for your time tim we keep tabs on to be fair and we hope to get back to normality soon cheers Fraser. thank you fraser watson finding out about the success story of to be fair and that syndicate that was tim parry speaking to fraser british and irish lion former star anyway rob jones coming up in a few moments talking to bill khan and gordon thomas we're live on facebook after eight and if you want some golfing tips you need to keep listening and you need to be watching the facebook page because our resident golf pro Kim Thomas joins us live after 8 o'clock this evening on Pure West Radio. i 
the pain You took your suitcase, I took the blue Now I'm trying to make sense of what it all remains Oh, cause you left me with no love With no love to my name I'm still alive but I'm barely breathing Just praying to a God that I don't believe in Cause I got time while she got freedom Cause when a heart breaks, no it don't break No it don't break, no it don't break Script and break even on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. After eight, we are live on the Facebook page. I'll run you down some of the things we're going to be covering between eight and nine in a few moments. But we're going to rewind now with Bill Kahn and Gordon Thomas. We're going to head back to 2013 when the British and Irish Lions were getting ready to tour Australia. And Bill and Gordon caught up with a Lions legend. Everyone in Pembrokeshire at the moment is talking about the Lions tour to Australia and we're honoured tonight that one of our special guests is someone who can proudly boast that he's not only a British Lion but was a member of the British Lions team that won in Australia. It's Rob Jones, X one Z scrum half. Rob, it's lovely to have you in the county. I bet you've got amazing memories of Australia. A lot of fa- fond memories and uh, it's great to be in the county as well, yeah. um, especially in, with the glorious weather we're we're hang, having at the moment, but um, playing for the Lions is, is the ultimate. It, it's, it's the pinnacle, I think, for any British rugby player. And I was given that opportunity in '89. And you know, when you come together collectively as a group of players who hit lumps out of each other for uh, weeks beforehand, and then in a short while become a team uh, with one goal to win a Test series down under, is something very, very special and unique, I think. And mm-hmm. um, to go there and, and win, having lost the first Test as well, is something I'll cherish and remember forever and a day. You're down here with Thomas Carroll, your company now, and you've been giving us a lovely lunch here, and we're joined by Gordon Thomas, the sports editor. I would think you could talk all day about the sort of experiences, the camaraderie, the daft things that went on, and tell lovely stories like you've just told us. Well, you could. I mean, you get to know people very well, don't you? You know, And um, as much as people look at Wales and England and the rivalry and the relationships and... I think people from the outside uh, don't perhaps understand and appreciate just how good f- uh, as friends we, you know the, the Welsh and the English are, and certainly mm. in, in a rugby context. And you know, I, I, I said earlier, the likes of Jerry Guscott is a good friend of mine, Gareth Chilcott, great great friend of mine, Dean Richards, Will Carling, mm. all these guys are, are friends of mine. Not because we played against them on a regular basis for Wales at, at Cardiff Arms Park or at Twickenham. It was because we spent time together on Long Lions tours and uh, 89 and 93 gave me that opportunity. And whether you're a Scot, whether you're Irish, whether you're English or Welsh, you know, when, when, you, when you play in with, with that 
badge on your, on, your, on your chest and, you know, with the history and tradition that the Reliance have, you all want to work together, you all want to become one and, and thankfully those relationships go on forever and a day. Yeah, well that's great and you won your series 2-1. Someone you also got to know through rugby was Gordon Thomas who's with us as well, the sports head of the Telegraph and I bet he's got a question he's going to ask you now. Come on Mr Thomas. Yeah, Rob, uh, Rob and I go back a very long time. I'm 50 years of age now, getting on a bit. And Rob and I, ask I'm a question, Rob and I first, No, I just want to put a bit of a background <laughs> on you. Rob and I first met when I was in school uh, playing for STP and he was playing for Kumtawi, was it? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a Trabanus boy. And uh, his brother, Anthony, was an excellent player, uh, similar age to myself. Um, we went on a Welsh tour to Scotland, and my first memories of uh, little Robert Jones, he's not a lot bigger now, mind, is uh, when we were in uh, the Murrayfield changing room, he was in there with his dad before the game. And uh, lo and behold, uh, many seasons later, he became probably one of the finest scrum halves in Wales and in British rugby history, let's be honest. Uh, Rob, looking towards uh, the Test Series uh, coming up now, do you envisage it uh, a tough Test Series? Do you think we'll win uh, comfortably or will uh, Australia have something up their sleeve that, can, you know, that we don't envisage can happen? Because everybody's so confident about the Lions going out there and winning comfortably. Yeah. How do you see it? No, there you've got the question after three hours then, right? <laughs> How do you see it coming, Rob? Uh, can I ask it again? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't worry. Um, no, I, I, I think there, there is this. You, you can underestimate Australia at your peril. I think that that, that is something that uh, I think the Lions will be aware of. If, if you look through throughout the history since World Cups and, and Lions tours, Australia get it right when it matters um, you know they, they have got injury problems they haven't got the, the strongest of, of squads um, but this is massive to them every mm -hmm. 12 years this opportunity comes around and they won't want to let themselves or, or their country down and um, you know they, they lock themselves away they will do all their analysis on, on, on these Lions players and they will come out and they will compete and they, they will be tough I, I still feel that this Lions squad where there's competition in, in most departments are good enough to, to win this series. Um, I, it, it could be 3-0, and we've had this conversation over lunch, it could be 3-0, um, but the re reality is I think most people say it'll be a Lions win, you know, 2-1, and I, I'll probably go for that, because I, I think that's more realistic, because I can't see Australia backing down and losing three on a bounce. Um, if they lose the first, they'll get it right for the second. If they mm. lose, you know, if they, if they do lose the second, mm. they get it right for the, the third. Mm. I mean, or, or they'll surprise us in the first. And, and these are the things that Warren Gatlin and the guys will have to be aware of because they will do their homework, they will prepare properly, uh, and they'll come out and, and, and they will they will put on a performance that you know I think most people back home in the UK feel they're not capable of. A little mole times you're being forced now, dragged out to Australia for this series, is that right? I am, yes. Uh, it's a hard life. I was going to say, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, out, I'm out there for the three tests. Um, a combination of, of work, really, with a, a tour company, um, some media work, and uh, actually some lunches and, and functions with oh, the likes of it's a hard life, good. David Campisi and Nick Farr Jones, who was yeah. my. No. I got, I've, I've got to keep training and, yeah. and, and I'm constantly stressed so I keep my weight. <laughs> well, listen, we've been very lucky here today with uh, Thomas Carroll to listen to you as part, you know, with your company. So thank you for a lovely lunch and the lovely stories. And thanks for coming and talking to us. I can't tell you how chuffed we are to have a, a Lions winner with us. Rob Jones, thanks very much indeed. <laughs>
And that's Rob Jones, British and Irish Lions legend, talking to Gordon Thomas and Bill Kahn back in 2013 in Haverford West. And we'll have plenty more to come from the archives over the next few weeks as we have a look back on some interviews that, that we've done in the past. We'll be doing that on a Saturday morning as well on our show between eight and nine. Well, plenty to come after eight o'clock this evening on Pure West Sport. We are going to be reacting to the news tonight that the Heineken Cup and Challenge Cup rugby has been suspended where does that leave rugby both locally and nationally what now for the lions what now for the six nations with the decision on that imminent as well and where does it leave elite sport in general should we see more matches cancelled should football take a break we'll be having a look into that as well after eight o'clock when bill and fraser join me we'll get some reaction to the fa cup draw and with pembrokeshire coaches in vogue at the moment with Johnny Thomas taking the Worcester Warriors job and Mark Delaney coaching Aston Villa on Friday. We'll name some of our favourites from West Wales and from Pembrokeshire specifically as well. That's all to come after we get the latest news at eight o'clock on Pure West Radio. From Kilgetty to Kilpayson. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. I am Charlie James and here's your latest news for Pembrokeshire. 118 new cases of coronavirus have